is good, everyone? Welcome to KGW's 3-on-3 Blazers. My name is Orlando Sanchez, Jared Cowley on my right, Nate Hansen on my left, Max Barr on the ones and twos. Never a dull moment in Rip City. It seems mm. like week to week we've always got yeah. something to talk about. But my big question is, Jared, are you okay, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, are are you fine? Like you're you're physically here, which yeah. is a good yeah, sign. A you made it to sign. work today. But I was concerned about. I I, I, I half game. expected a sick day coming yep. from Jared today. <laughs> if we didn't have a podcast today, he may have called in sick. Uh, I've had some hours to process it. I think that the loss was whatever. It is what it is. They've they've lost a lot of games this season, but it was. Dame getting hurt that just mm. it was like just one more it was the straw that broke the camel's back you know pardon the cliche but it, it's, it's just how much more can this team take and of of all the bad things that could happen to this team Damian Lillard getting injured is number one two three four and five and so I think that when it first happened I just immediately went to worst case scenario my keys out for the season the season is over it that's it I'm going to start you know Focusing on college basketball, <laughs> studying like mock drafts. Whoa, whoa, wow. This stuff. is really the deep end <laughs> he's here. The brackets right, he, he's man. about to go into college basketball yep. in February, guys. Yep. But to Dame's credit, as he often does, you know, listening to his comments after the game uh, gave me a little bit a little bit of hope and uh, I was able to sleep peacefully last night. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. How, about, how about you, Nate? I, I'm, I'm doing fine. And actually, I want to take a moment to do something here. Max, I'm going to have to take my headset off. So if you can lower <laughs> the mic so people don't hear uh, oh, the loud wow. thud that's coming. You guys can do play by play. Okay, so Nate has I think I think I know what's coming. <laughs> He's going into a drawer right now. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, man. What, and what are these? He's brought this some goodies with him. This is cherry pie. And why? Because whenever <laughs> – so two Christmases ago, <laughs> when the Blazers played on Christmas against the Utah Jazz, and I had high hopes going into that game. It had a wonderful holiday, and the Blazers laid an egg. The only thing that brought me uh, peace and hope on Christmas Eve night was uh, – some cherry pie and, and vanilla ice cream. So Nate. Well, I didn't come through with the ice Thank cream. No, wow. this is this is this is amazing. What a thoughtful gesture. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I you know you know I'm a thoughtful guy here, man. <laughs> I, I look out for my my co-hosts here on this show. And Jared, I could feel so. There's some background to this too. Orlando and I knew Jared was uh, not feeling great last <laughs> night because Jared usually comes up with our questions as yep. we talk about. Yep. And Jared sent us three, all of them completely demoralizing, <laughs> and said he feels like these he might have too much of a defeatist attitude to come up with some good questions for us today and ask for some help. I think my and message started with help exclamation point. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It was an SOS. It was a cry for help Dude, coming from Jared. I asked him about the uh, Pelicans game yeah. on Wednesday, <laughs> and he was so triggered about Zion getting calls. Oh my! I really? Like, I didn't. Oh I didn't. No. I didn't hear the wrath of this. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't that the calls had anything to do with the loss. I was just lamenting that ten games into his career, he's already getting shack level treatment. <laughs> oh man, that well. that that sounds like some heat there. Oh, <laughs> that, it, it's going I can't wait for five years from now when Zion's getting even more calls and Jerry's <laughs> just gonna be throwing a fit on this pod, man. <laughs> so the Blazers lose. Back-to-back -back games, a huge loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. They're now five back in the loss column, trying to chase down the eighth seed in the Western Conference, hoping to clinch a playoff spot with 26 games left. Max, how'd you feel about the way the Blazers performed in the last two games heading into the All-Star break? I felt okay. I think both of their opponents just outplayed them, and uh, – Silver lining, you know, if the, if Dame's going to get hurt, this is the perfect time for it. Mm. Yeah. Got the week off. Maybe it's not as severe as some think. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got that time to rest. It could be pretty valuable. So we'll see. I, I don't think it's over, but it doesn't look good. So so he's obviously not uh, participating in the three-point shoot shooting contest and the all-star games he's still going to be performing do is there word you on yes, that yes, yes there, is. Is. He has. there is he is still yeah. performing chris okay. haynes Good. tweeted that out fantastic that's great news <laughs> yeah. he's going to be in chicago and he's performing 
everyone will be watching his movements on the stage. Oh, 100%. Oh, you know it, man. You know it. Is holding he, up. he should just show up in, like, a wheelchair or something and, like, just watch <laughs> Rip City melt down on Twitter. Stay tuned for an emergency podcast as we overanalyze. <laughs> on Saturday night. Steps. On Saturday night, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got music to sell. He's got shoes to sell. He's got to be in Chicago for All-Star Weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today he's supposed to get that MRI, and we'll hopefully find out a little more about how serious that groin injury yeah. really is. But to your point, Jared, as soon as it happened, it was like, oh, this this sounds about right. Yeah. Like, this is the way this it's, is going to end. And in that game, too, exactly. because it was the first time they had played Memphis this year. It's the team they're trying to catch. Right. The, the games against Memphis matter or weighed a lot more heavily than the games against anyone else they're going to play the rest of the year. Yep. So it was finally the first time these two teams are meeting up, and not only are they going to lose the game, they lose their star player at the very end of it. So that leads us into our first <laughs> question. As you know, how we do, we have three questions. There's three answers because there's three of us, and you can catch these on KGW.com. So question number one, Damian Lillard is hurt, and the Blazers are now five games back in the last column, in the lost column for the final playoff spot in the West. Are the playoffs still possible? Who wants to take that one first? I, I'll jump on it first. This was a Jared question, just for <laughs> all the people listening. This was the one we let slide through his defeatist attitude here. I love this question, by the it way. It was. It was easily the best of the ones he sent, which is why we kept it. It was a good question. <laughs> uh, That's faint praise. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was not backhanded compliment at all. Uh, so let me. So the question is: Are the playoffs still possible? Any hope they have remaining for the playoffs are completely on life support right now. And the only reason I even say life support and not say that they're dead is just because of the fact that they have Damian Lillard, and we're still unsure of how serious this injury is with him. For what it's worth, my takeaway from his post-game comments was he didn't seem too concerned that this was going to be something that would keep him out for an extended period of time, or if. Or for any games, for that matter, because as Max mentioned, they get a week off before they have to play again. And so you have Damian Lillard. We've seen him carry this team already once this season for a two-week stretch, carry them to to wins against the best teams in the NBA when that stretch and he's scoring 45 points per game. And if you want to look at it optimistically, all it would take is Memphis goes on a three-game losing streak, the Blazers simultaneously go on a three-game winning streak, and suddenly they're right back in the thick of it, and they play Memphis a couple more times the rest of the year to try to get even. Now, if you want to look at it realistically, uh, the Grizzlies started the season 6-16. Six and 16. They're 22-10 and 10 since then. So they're 28-26 and 26 right now, five games up in the loss column. So even just... If you want to project out through the rest of the season, say Memphis just goes 500 the rest of the year, and they've been playing a lot better than that for two months now. But say they just go 500 the rest of the year. That puts them at a 42-40 and 40 record. The Blazers are currently 25-31 and 31 and have 26 games left. In order to match that 42-40, and 40, which I think is putting Memphis on the low end of where they may finish at the end of the year, the Blazers would have to go 17-9. and nine. The rest of the year. That seems too big of a hole. That's winning two-thirds of your games the rest of the season. That seems to me like too big of a hole for the Blazers to climb out of. But they do have Damian Lillard, so I'm always going to give them a very slim chance. I'm not calling them dead yet, but maybe give me one more week's worth of games after the All-Star break, and I will. But just because they have Damian Lillard, and only because of that do I say they have a slim chance, they are... It's going to be really tough sledding for them. We were definitely thinking the same way in terms of how we opened up this answer because that's my big disclaimer and all of that is Damian Lillard has to be healthy. If he's not yeah. healthy, it's yeah. a wrap. The season is over. Yeah, if, let's, let's start If he about. is going to miss any, like, a week or two's right. worth of games even, I agree. They're done. Yeah, so if, if he's going to miss multiple games – uh, it's a wrap for this season. But to your point, like, they still have Damian Lillard. Yeah. We've seen this story before. Um, and I, hearing his post-game remarks is what gave me a little more hope than I probably should have realistically and in just the way that he was talking. And looking at the, at the schedule for the Blazers, it does ease up quite a bit for a them. Yeah. They've, they've gone through the, the tough part of their schedule. Memphis's schedule is going to get tougher. 
My concern, though, is that the Pelicans' schedule is pretty easy as well. Yeah. And yeah. if it comes down to a tiebreaker with the Pelicans, that might be where they're in trouble. But I'm not ready to put a fork in them yet. I, th- I think there is still meaningful basketball to be played. So buckle up. I think that this is going to come down to the final week or so of, of games. And I think the Blazers are going to be in the hunt for things. Jared, what says you? Uh, well, after Nate's math, <laughs> I'm definitely going to need this cherry pie. You can, you can start digging in right now, buddy. We got a while to go on this podcast here. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm reminded of an episode oh. of Friends. Friends, not The Office. Okay. Not The Office. It was, uh, I don't remember what season it was. It was the episode after Ross cheated on Rachel. Whether were you they, on, they a break? Were on a break or not? They were. You know, that I guess that dictates whether you think he was cheating or not. But it's the breakup episode. And they're stuck in, in Rachel's apartment, and they're hashing through all this. And at the end, Rachel decides that it's over, that they're going to break up. And Ross is devastated, and he says, how can this be over? How can this be over? This can't be over. And Rachel answers, then why is it? Oh. How many times have you seen this episode that you remember I don't know. Those a, couple, lines. a couple of times. Wow, that's impressive. I just that that I, I remember that episode, um, but that's what it feels like. It's like, can this really be over? I mean, can can this playoff, you know, chase really just after two games? You know, because I was feeling confident before these last two games. Games, can it really be over? And it feels like it is, and so much of it is dependent on Damian Lillard, like you guys have said, and and, and I'll push back a little bit. I mean, maybe we'll get the MRA. MRI results back and it'll be a grade one strain. It'll be, you know, the best possible news for, for the Blazers, but him speaking optimistically about, about what it was like when he went back into the locker room, that's, that's Dame, you know, he never speaks pessimistically. And so I wouldn't expect him to say anything else. So I, I'm really interested. It, it takes a while to come back from a groin injury. Even if it's a grade one strain, he said he thinks he'll be back right after the all-star break. But even if it's that best-case scenario, I still think he misses at least a week after the All-Star break because it takes a while to come back from that. I mean, you look at a lot of you know athletes who've had grade, grade one, which is the best-case scenario groin strains, a lot of times it's taken them three or four weeks to come back. And if it's a grade two strain, forget it. You know, yeah. he's out, if not the rest of the season, you know, most of the rest of the season. Um, also, they're five games back in the lo- loss column. Hat tip to Matt Moore, who put this on Twitter yesterday, but he dug into the past 10 seasons. There's been one team in the past 10 seasons that has been that far back at the break and gone back, gone on to make the playoffs, and it was the Lakers in 2013. That's it, one team. Even the Blazers, when you think back to Nurk Fever in that season, they were 11 games under 500 at one point and came all the way back and made the playoffs. But at the All-Star break, when they were 10 games under 500, a worse record than the Blazers have now, they were only two two games behind the Nuggets. Wow! So they were in a better position. This is the Blazers haven't been here before. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this. Like uh, this is what happens a lot of seasons with Dame is they 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 you know dig this hole and then Dame brings them back. But they haven't been this far back before. So it, it feels like it's over. If Dame is able to come back shortly after the All Star break, there are a lot of reasons for optimism that still exist that have been there that we've talked about before. One, Dame is really good. The team could get Nurkic and and Collins back. Memphis has the most difficult remaining schedule in the league. Portland has one of the easiest. The Blazers have two games left against the Grizzlies, and they're both at home. But I just think I'm I'm not ready to commit hope to Damian Lillard being okay. Because if he can't come back, it's over, and the Blazers are 10 points per 100 possessions worse when he's not on the court than they are when he's on the court. They've had a negative rating when he's been off the court each of the past four seasons, and it's the worst it's been this season. The past four seasons, Lillard has missed 20 games, and in those games, the Blazers are 10 and 10. Even if they were able to go 500 without him, that's not good enough. No. Like you said, they, they have, have to, make to up be ground. really, really good after the all-star break to make the playoffs 17 and nine though does that is that really that daunting with you guys with, with this Bla- they're 25 Maybe. and 31 right now with Damian Lillard they're 25 and 31 right now so yeah 17 and nine yeah like 
even I, after I would even be after I, the stretch that they I would on? even yeah they went nine and seven in that yeah. stretch not seventeen and nine or seven of their last eleven right but that's seven and four that's great yeah that's not seventeen and nine that's still going to keep you falling short if you go on that pace if if Lillard comes back if Nurk comes back and can contribute even not even at the level he did last season but just be an upgrade at those backup center minutes if we can see more of the good engaged Hassan Whiteside than what we saw last night. If Zach Collins can come back, then yeah, I think especially with this schedule easing up, final 22 games, you've got nine games against winning teams, ten, uh, 12 of those 22 are at home. So yes, I think they could make a run, but it's going to take all of those things falling into place perfectly. And I, I, they just, they've never been this far back before. They've never dug themselves this big a hole. I mean, I I have the remaining part of their schedule in front of me, and as Jared was talking, I marked down the games that when I looked at them, I thought those are automatic L's for the Blazers. And you may disagree with some of them, but I tallied seven. So if that's seven games that I think, and I'll tell you what they were. It was the first game after the All-Star break when they play New Orleans again. They haven't beaten them this year. I, I don't think that's a game they're going to win. They play Boston at home shortly after that. The Celtics are very good. They go on the road at Indiana. Yes, the Pacers are struggling right now, but Indiana's a better team. At Boston, a loss. At Philly, certainly a loss. Uh, they play Denver again, who they haven't been this year. They play Dallas again, who just ran them out of the Moda Center two weeks ago. So, like, to me, those those are losses. And if if I'm starting right now with saying if they do lose those seven games – like, they're going to have to win games mm-hmm. that when we look at it, we'd be like, man, they'd be really hard-pressed to win those games in order to be 17-9 and nine the rest of the year. And that's projecting Memphis. Like I said, they do have a difficult strength of schedule going down the way. That's just projecting that Memphis settles down from being 22-10 and 10 to 500 during sure. this difficult stretch. Say the Grizzlies aren't 22-10, and 10, but say they play better than 500. Mm-hmm. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if the Grizzlies play better than 500, it's not going to matter what the Blazers do. Memphis will win. We'll get the eight seed. Dark Fever was eighteen and eight, and that was about as good as the Blazers could play. And they were only two games back of the Nuggets and came back to make the playoffs. They're they're, they're just too far back right now. I think I'm more concerned about the other factors that you mentioned with Memphis having to take yeah. a step back, yeah. or hoping that it doesn't come down to a tiebreaker with the Pelicans, or something right. like that. Yeah. I'm more concerned about those factors than I am the Blazers. I truly believe they're going to play well if Damian Lillard is back. I think we're going to see a fun run out of this team if Damian Lillard is back. Yeah. Um, but you did mention something pretty interesting, and I think that goes right into question number two. So all season, we've talked about how the Blazers just need to stay close in the playoff race before reinforcements come back. How confident are you right now that reinforcements, a.k.a. Nurkic and Collins, will be back this season? Jared, take us away on this one. Start us off. I don't feel any differently about this. I think, barring any further setbacks for either of these players, I think they, they'll both come back this season. I, I think it's a little less likely with Zach Collins, but I do expect them both to come back. If Lillard does come back after the All-Star break, this team will be pursuing the playoffs no matter what, and the plan will be to bring back Nurkic and Collins as soon as they are 100%. I think if Lillard can't play for a month or two or something, you know, worst-case scenario, and the season falls apart, I don't think that changes anything. I think there's still value in getting these guys back on the court. What we've heard from Neil Shea all this time is that Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic are the front court of the future for this team. But the problem that we have with those two is they've played so few minutes together. Mm-hmm. If you look at last season, they played 65 total minutes together, and that's over the course of a full season, that's nothing. And while they played together in those 65 minutes, the team's defense was elite, you know, 92 points per 100 possessions. But the offense was terrible. They only scored 95 points per 100 possessions. The season before that, Collins' rookie season, they only played 53 minutes together, and both the offense, 86 points per 100 possessions, and the defense, 114 points per 100 possessions, was terrible. So it's helpful. If these guys both come back, most likely, I think, they're both going to be coming off the bench, playing limited minutes, but that does allow the coaching staff to play them together Mm -hmm. and to see in a more controlled setting, maybe even in a playoff race, 
and with a larger sample size, what these two can do on the court together. And I think that no matter what happens the rest of the season, whether the Blazers are making that push towards the playoffs or it falls apart, I don't think that changes. And so I, I, I don't think this, what's happening right now, I don't think it affects whether those two come back or not. So I, I do expect them both to come back this season. And, and that's something for Blazers fans to look forward to. Yeah, I agree with Jared. I think they'll both be back at some point this year. There was, I mean, the immediate, you saw some tweets immediately after Dame got hurt, like, don't bring Nurkic back, don't bring Collins back, rest everyone, come back, ready for next season, whatever. And that's that. That's fine if you believe that. I just strongly disagree with, yeah. that, with the logic behind it. Um, they'll both be back. Will they both be able to help? Will they be back in time and be able to play enough? to help the Blazers in a postseason push, which especially with Nurkic, I think was kind of a vision that uh, some of us have had. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I doubt that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't heard anything about Nurkic. It's been real quiet on the Blazers' yeah. front ever since he strained that calf. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. Uh, we've talked about before whether we were even supposed to know he was practicing or whether that just happened to slip out of Damian Lillard's mouth. And then it was like, oh, well, okay, yes. He is practicing now. So he may be practicing right now. We just have no idea. But he also may not be. There has been reporting that he has not practiced since the calf strain. So if he's not practicing, we had always talked about those first games after the All-Star break. He could be back. Well, guess what? We're here. Yeah. And doesn't seem to be any inkling that he's going to come back and play when they take on the Pelicans uh, back here at the Moda Center after the All-Star break. But I do think we will see him at some point. Uh, the Blazers not only to put to try and get him and Colin, Collins minutes and reps together. The Blazers want to get Nurkic over any mental hurdles, or at least start that process yeah. of getting over any mental hurdles he may pl- have about being in NBA game action again. And you want him to do that, even if it is a lost season. You'd rather have him doing it then than next year when you're trying to once again be a top four or five team in the Western Conference, and there's a lot more pressure on him. And so I think at some point, when he is ready, we will see Yusuf Nurkic, but it's not going to be as early as we had hoped. It probably won't be till March. And at that point, who knows how much longer the Blazers will have left in the season, maybe just a month. Yeah. And so it will just be a dozen games we'll get to see him in. Um, and Collins' timeline has always been pretty late in the season, if he would come back. Um, he was adamant that he wants to return this year uh, a month or so ago. And I fully believe that he does. And I think that if he is healthy, he will also be back because you mentioned just pairing him with Nurkic, just him as a starter. We've hardly seen him get any minutes as a starter. And so I think the Blazers just want to get him reps, get him minutes. Once again, also just get his feet wet again before they go into the offseason into next year because next year the expectation is going to be that this team not only makes the playoffs, but is in the hunt to get home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. That's going to be the expectation. So there's going to be pressure on that team from day one, especially if they don't make the playoffs this year after just what a waste of this season has been for them. And so you want to ease Collins and Nurkic as much as possible. So if they're healthy and they're ready to go, yeah, you'll see them both at some point uh, down the line here. I agree with you, man. You know, if if they are ready – Get them out there. I agree. Get those reps. My concern is <laughs> they may not be ready. Mm-hmm. They may not be 100%. Yeah. And so you mentioned how quiet the Blazers have been about all this. I am so skeptical when it gets quiet in Portland. I'm, I'm more worried. So which player are you more worried? Are you worried about both of them or Nurkic? I have concern for both. Okay. I do. Um, and I mean, but the Blazers, that's the way they are with, with injuries. They're extremely quiet about it and they've been this way since the beginning of the season and before the season with with Nurkic saying there's not going to be a Nurkic watch we're not going to answer questions about Nurkic the but then but then but then they went on a social media exactly, campaign for exactly. a month tweeting they all these great things about him they also released a video of him practicing yeah they, they they fed into yeah there's not gonna be a Nurk watch yeah. but there certainly was on their social media page for a month prior to him getting hurt again right they were just as excited yeah. as Blazers fans were yeah and they wanted to share the progress that he was making, which is dope, which is great. great. But usually when there's bad news or a setback or anything, they're way less I, reluctant I, to share that. I haven't seen a video of him since right. <laughs> since right. he had this injury. Right. And so I, I do think that, that Yusuf Nurkic is likely to come back this year. 
but when I when I heard the interview that Dwight James did with Neil O'Shea, which is really the only time we've heard from Neil O'Shea since the beginning of the season, basically. Came out of the cave, yeah. Yeah, uh, our once-a-year presser that we get with him. <laughs> and um, him talking about Zach Collins, I got the vibe like, I wouldn't count on him coming back at all this year. Okay. And with him saying he needed to be 110% and, you know, I think, what did he use the, the phrase, like, uh, issue-free or – uh, risk-free is what he said. He's not going to come back this season. So I'm a lot more skeptical on, on Zach. But with Yusuf, like, we've, we've seen him. We've heard that he was doing full five-on-five stuff. Like, there's progress that, that's been made there. With with Zach, it's been a lot slower where we've seen him do, like, individual drills, one-on-one stuff yeah. pregame or yeah. post-practice or whatever. So it j- they're on separate timelines, and I think Zach is still further behind, even though Nurk – had that setback, which is a bummer ultimately because that's what we had been talking about was that that was like the nugget of hope for this playoff push. And if there's any type of doubt that is going to seep in, it's because of something like this, because this is something that me personally, I was hanging my hat on in terms of them making that push was having somebody like Yusuf Nurkic who was going to make or have impactful minutes in games. And now if they get him back, it's going to be more about testing the water and pushing his limits and seeing how far he can play and getting over those psychological and mental hurdles that await a guy that broke his leg on the court a year ago. Yeah. I mean, the Blazers said that with Zach Collins that he'd be reevaluated in March. Yeah. We don't know if that's early March, mid-March, late March. I don't think that he'll be practicing before he's reevaluated. No. So even after, after he's reevaluated, even if they say, okay, everything looks good, let's start doing you know more basketball activities, get you into practice. I mean, how... At that point, the season could be nearly over. So could be, but I still think even if it's just two weeks worth of games mm-hmm. at the rest of the year, and the season is completely lost, and I still think it's worth playing him. Yeah, those two weeks, I think getting him reps and getting him minutes far outweighs the fact that the season is lost and over in terms of you know trying to make the playoffs. I think you need to get him minutes. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. I was I was saying more. Will he run out of time yeah. before he's? Yeah, 100%. that's exactly. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so uh, it's the all-star break, guys. <laughs> it is. We made it. <laughs> we we limped into oh, it, guys, man. just like the Blazers did, man. <laughs> so we don't have, you know, picks for the upcoming week. Yeah. No, that's usually what we do for the there's, third there's, question. There's no Damian Lillard in the all-star game. I can't talk about that. Yeah, so um, I think this is, this is great, and uh, it allows us to put ourselves on blast over some of the ridiculous – that spews out of our mouths at times. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening to us throughout the year because this is about you're probably at this point over the next ten minutes or so you're going to be thinking why do I listen to this oh, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> these these guys have no idea what they're talking about. So thank you for sticking with us this year and please continue to stick with us. Hopefully this is purely entertainment purposes at this point because yes. all credibility has gone out the window. Yeah. So if there was any for me, <laughs> at least, D- did you put this question together? Or was this you? Uh, this, this was is me. Nate. This so was so me. Nate put this question together. We are at the all star break, which is a period of evaluation and looking forward to the rest of the season. So let's do that here. What's the worst prediction you've made this year? Blazers or the NBA? What's one prediction you have for the Blazers the rest of the season? So do we just want to focus on the worst predictions first yeah, before we focus on our blazer prediction for the rest of the season? <laughs> we can tell you all how horribly we are and then, yeah. make, another and then make another prediction that will probably go <laughs> oh. terribly wrong. So I'll, I can start with this one. And I, I, this one may take the cake out of all you all. It may take the cake of our podcast, any prediction ever made <laughs> on this podcast in nearly three seasons we've been doing it. So in our preseason uh, picks – what we do in the preseason is we Oof. pick who we think is going to win the championship, MVP. This year we happen to pick one through eight in the Western Conference, how we thought was going to shake out before the year. And I know I at least went back and looked at that article uh, that we posted four months ago, however long ago that was. I took a gander as well. Th- yes, I did. There were some doozies yep, in yep. that one, but I don't think any of them tops this. Yours truly <laughs> said – your NBA champions for the 2019-2020 NBA season would be the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that pick was so bad 
that it only took one week of the regular season for me to completely <laughs> jump off that ship. <laughs> Steph Curry hadn't even gotten hurt yet, and I had completely jumped from that one. I also said they were going to be the two seed going into the playoffs. So uh, I don't know if you guys have any of them that top that one, but that's I have some I have some really good runner-up and honorable mentions on my paper. Uh, we can go through that later, but that's easily my worst prediction. The Warriors, who will probably end up with the number one pick, are going to win the championship. I don't know why I'm laughing because you know, I, <laughs> well, it's, I have no, it's so have bad. No, They've won like ten games this year. I know, year. but I have no room to talk here. Um, I made a lot of. You can actually, if you go to kgw.com and look at the three-on-three article. Today, yeah, it's actually in writing, by the way. Yeah, like, we ugh. we I, I put a link to the preseason predictions. <laughs> oh, so they can go so back and read it all. Easily accessible. How yeah. intelligent we people. all are. For the people. Uh, I made a lot of bad predictions at the start of the season. I picked Steph Curry to win MVP. That was on my runner-up thing. Yeah. I picked CJ McCollum to exceed expectations. That certainly hasn't happened. Yeah, well, that's not as bad as some other exceed expectation picks that were made. Uh, that same article. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to those. Keep going. I think my worst prediction though is I forecast fifty four wins mm. and a second place finish in the West for the Blazers. Oh, I Ooh. said not in that one, but in a different podcast around that time. I said the Blazers were definitely a championship contender, and it's weird because I look back. I try to put myself in that mindset again. Looking back on this, I don't know how I was ever that optimistic about this team. I mean, obviously injuries have decimated this team, and that's that's the main reason they've been pretty bad this season. But looking at it now, I have to admit that even if the Blazers have been healthy, this roster from Hassan Whiteside to Mario Hazonia to Pau Gasol to Kent Bazemore to Anthony Tolliver, Anthony Tolliver <laughs> was was pretty flawed. And I yeah. did not see that at the start of the season. And I don't know how I ignored all the warning signs. But so You're riding high from the Western Conference Finals, my man. Absolutely what it was. I had I had under under predicted for the Blazers the past few seasons and I was like, I'm not gonna do it again. I'm gonna believe in this team. Wow. And then I did and this happened. So I think fifty four wins and a number two finish Woo. in the West, that that was my worst prediction. <laughs> if they won every game, how many losses they have right now? 31. 31. So if they won every game the rest of the year, they could get to, what, 51 wins? That would be. <laughs> so I, I can't even get So you can't even get to 54 right now. <laughs> no. so. uh, oh, there were some doozies, man. Um, <clears throat> the, the one good thing I saw in there that I wrote. <laughs> Well, wait, we're saying your good prediction? This oh, is don't not, worry, because there's so this many. This is not <laughs> what we're doing. Oh, this is my segue into just blasting. So me. this is Orlando's <laughs> trying to lay down the foundation that he's not a complete idiot, and so he's doing that first. This shows you like show how it. deep I had to go to find something good Okay, is what I'm doing here. <laughs> All right. Is that I actually used the disclaimer, significant injuries in there, <laughs> before predicting that the Blazers would win 48 games. Yeah. So, yeah, to your point. And that would have been on, like, the low end probably a preseason I, prediction. I, I was the yeah. only one that was under 50 Yeah. Uh, to uh, with the Blazers because I thought it was going to take them a while to gel together with all the new guys. Yeah, well, it's still so, taking a while. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was, like, the one good thing I had going for me in, in that article. And then it all went downhill from there <laughs> because I thought Stephen Curry would be the league MVP. Well, that yeah. was a clean awesome. sweep was across the board. Sweep, like, at least that – at least that one, like, we didn't envision the Warriors being as bad as they were even prior to Steph getting hurt, but at least there was an injury that has heavily factored into that that we can just be like, oh, he got hurt. That's the reason We why. also thought with that roster he was going to average, you know, oh, James yeah. Harden. Like we thought he was yeah. going off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that if he got into the play, you guys thought if he got into the playoffs, then, you know, that would get him some yep. a chance to win. And I can at least laugh now because – I really considered your Golden State Warriors pick, <laughs> and that was without us ever, ever talking about nope. this. Like, I thought Ste- Steph was going to have just this uh, incredible uh, year. Most recently, <laughs> in terms of hot mess predictions. Oh, I think I know where this one's going. <laughs> I, I recently called did. Ariza and the Blazers <laughs> the Zion Stoppers. <laughs> oh, no, the Zion Stoppers. Zion Williamson you, had the you, best game of his young NBA career against Portland. I don't even he think did. you said the Blazers. I think you just said Trevor Ariza <laughs> I think is so the too. Zion Stoppers. Yeah. 
I also predicted. <laughs> oh no! That uh, Kent Bazemore would exceed expectations yes. this season. I I've, did. I made that same prediction. Have too. you even man. sold your house on Bazemore Island yet? No, <laughs> man, it's still there, man. No, like, no one wants to I buy it. It's like trying to trade That's Hassan right. Whiteside. <laughs> I'm like Neil Olshay on Bazemore Island right. right now, man. Like, no, I'm just gonna wait and develop that that home. It's gonna be better. Yeah. Like, like just come check it out. It's gonna be all right. Playing those five dollar poker so, games. So I mean. All credibility out the window, thanks to you guys and, and our, our predictions on this podcast. Um, it, was, it was a lot of hard work that went into this season to make these bad calls. Max, do you recall any other bad predictions we haven't brought up yet? Uh, I don't. I okay. think you guys pretty much covered it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did make one good one. <laughs> oh, we're doing one? this? Yeah. I, I should have come I prepared a, with I a good one. I did it. A little bit. I said that the player who would uh, – I guess, not meet expectations on the Blazers was going to be Hassan Whiteside. And I wrote in there, I said that he was going to probably have good numbers. He was going to average a double-double, you know, two or three blocks per game, you know, play good interior defense. But because he'd have moments where he was lazy, where he didn't, you know, have good rotations, where, you know, he worried more about blocking shots and and getting the rebound than boxing out and, and playing good defense. And because Blazers fans would compare him to their memory of Yusuf Nurkic, that he would never really catch on with Blazers fans, and I think that's exactly what has happened this season. Uh, Orlando, I was right with you on that. Kent Bazemore would exceed yeah, expectations that's trade. That was my pick. I mean, my pick. I remember my pick for the person who, the player who would not live up to expectations, was Zach Collins, and I get a, a NA on that one because <laughs> we didn't get a C. An incomplete. Yeah, yeah that's been the, the story of, of Rip it. As well, man, and, in terms and, of yeah. not play, man. <laughs> yeah, and in terms of NBA-wide, I also said the Lakers would be the sixth seed in the Western Conference oh. <laughs> and when we picked one through eight, and that's oh, uh, that's that's a little off. I, I thought, and I had considered them putting as low, them as low as seven or eight. We I were didn't scarred from what jump. happened the year before with the Lakers because yeah. we had gone all, all, all in, in with before. LeBron, yeah, yeah. man, and then he hurt us. us. Yeah, we were just ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah. All right, guys, let's make another uh, prediction here. What? We got to do this what's again? Your, what's your prediction? My one prediction for yeah. the Blazers the rest of the season. Yep. Guys, despite the fact that I said they have to go 17 and 9. No, they're not making the <laughs> That's not my prediction. They're not making the playoffs. No, and that's no not going to be my prediction. No, no. So, it's been a while. Back at the beginning of the year when we were making these bold declarations we talked about earlier, I was tuning the horn of a young f- man named Anthony Simons. Oh, <laughs> okay. Jared was ripping him for not finishing layups at FanFest. I was trying to prop the, prop the guy up and say, hey, he's ready to go. He's ready to roll. And, you know, there's been some uh, bumpy stretches here for, for young Ant Fernie. So you're saying FanFest is predictive. Thank you. I'm oh. not saying that. <laughs> Nailed it. Over the last six not games, really. <laughs> Ant Fernie Simons has averaged 10.5 points per game, including 22 last night against Memphis. My prediction the rest of the year is he's going to average double digits from here on out, the rest of the year, and he's going to reinstill hope to the Blazer fan base and enthusiasm for Simons. I think some of that has been lost here this year, partly because yeah. he has had his struggles, but also the team isn't winning. And so I think we've lost a lot of the enthusiasm we have for here for him. I think some of that's going to come back around here at the end of the year. He's going to finish strong, and he's going to set himself up nicely to be a 15-point a guy, 15-point-a-night guy off the bench next wow. year. That I was like it. that was actually my guy who would not fulfill. It was, it was. You said expectations. You said too high. Yeah. Yep. Because of people like me. Yep. Well, I'm we sorry. never we never <laughs> even saw the penny jersey. People like you. Oh, I have it. It's let's, it's at home. Let's. Be I brought cherry. So instead of cherry pie next week, I should bring my Anthony jersey. If he goes it does off, exist. man. If he goes off, he dropped. Well, wait, he's not going to get the chance to go off because he's not in the slam dunk contest. That's true. That's no one knows who Anthony Simons is outside of Portland. Yeah. It could be starting for the foreseeable future, depending on Lillard's yeah. injury. Oh, yeah. What's there for you, man? Yeah, there's the double digit scoring right there. How about you? What do you got, Jared? So I, my prediction is this: I think Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic will both. Return the season. Zach Collins will not. The Blazers will try to dig out of that hole, but they will miss the playoffs, mainly because the Grizzlies will keep winning. That was a lot of predictions. And with the lottery pick in the June (laughs) draft. Oh, man, we got more. The Blazers will draft exciting Dayton forward Obi Toppin. Please go watch him. He's amazing. 
There we go. Oh. I actually so dude, I you brought it on that. Dude, prediction. that was like that was a no, that was not singular prediction. No, that was like <laughs> five prediction. It. Did it say credit, a singular man. prediction? It said what is what is one what's one oh, prediction okay. you have See, for I, the Blazers? I, I did one not, big I did prediction. not read well. One you big one. It, dude. Yeah. So the guy Jared just mentioned, I didn't know he existed. I saw like a dunk the other night on Twitter. That looked dope. Yeah. So yeah. If, Sure, why not bring him on if he can do that <laughs> on the on the regular? He dunks, draft him. Yeah, welcome just, to Fort. Just go <laughs> watch, go watch a Dayton game and, and watch Obi Toppin. You guys know how I feel about the draft, anyways. Well, that since, it's awesome. Since that's not how I feel. Is no fun. What? <laughs> My what? prediction: the Blazers make the playoffs. Oh no! Oh, yeah. Day there, of the regular There is season. no way you. Be- <laughs> This is garbage. That's right. There's Orlando no bringing the optimism. Yes. I, I couldn't so even bring fake. the optimism He's today. so fake right now. There's not a chance in Post hell he believes this. Postseason in Rip this. City, baby. There's no way he believes this. You know what my frame of thinking was? I was like, my predictions earlier this year were so stupid and ridiculous. <laughs> can it really get any worse? Yes. So I'm all in, baby. Yes, you can predict they make the playoffs. 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 Book it. I so love it, man. you backed down from where you were like a month ago because we had some sort of prediction thing, and you said they were going to get like the sixth seed or the fifth seed. Yeah, I remember we had to like race. give a hot take or something. Oh yeah, a hot yeah. take. That was a listener yeah. question. That's that was right. as steamy as and, it and, got. And, right and you there, said they were going to get the sixth seed. So now at least you've lowered your expectations to to squeaking into <laughs> the. I got to be realistic, right? But come on, man. There's <laughs> there's no. Okay, when we pick games the rest of the year and you're like, nope, that's a one in three week for the Blazers, I'm going to be like, really? They're going to make the playoffs, huh? They've punished me for, for making those predictions. Oh, Nate, by the Nate way. is so offend, offended by this pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more upset because there's n- the I know, trigger meter. I, I, the know, trigger look, meter. <laughs> I know my man Orlando. I know him. And there's no way he <laughs> believes this. Oh, I there's love no it. way he believes this. Orlando, I believe you. Thank oh, you. I think you're a you, man Jared. of honor. And I believe wow. in you, Jared. Thank oh, you. my gosh. The, the one rip it win, I'm, guys, I'm, over there. I'm watching Dayton. Dayton. <laughs> Aren't they ranked in like the top five or something like that? Watch watch a Dayton game. I'm serious. How where can I watch a Dayton game, Jared? I don't know. Look it up on your TV. <laughs> oh. Do I have to do everything for you? Yeah. Yes. Yes you do. Yeah, we have a uh, we I think it's time to move on to a listener question. What? You've got mail. Okay, yes, we should. I'm still not over this. Oh, wait, before we get to that, really quick. Oh, you faked him out again. This is the <laughs> second week in a row. Back to back. Yeah. Back to back weeks. I just, our season predictions record, really. Oh, wow, Jared's going to. Last yes. week, Nate was 4-1, and one, and he did not make up any ground. Uh, oh, I did on Orlando. <laughs> on Orlando, you. yes. Orlando was 3-2 and two last week with his, with his picks, and I was 4-1. and one. So I am in the lead at 37-16. and 16. Orlando is 34-19, and 19, and Nate is 33-20. and 20. I just want to say those are all good records. We're pretty good at picking games. So there Yeah, you go. that's not too bad. Yeah. I think we've adjusted to what the Blazers have been yeah. this season fairly fairly decently. Four and one with those five games. That's impressive. Yeah. 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 Jared only missed the uh the Pelicans game yep. and I only missed the Heat game. Right. I was telling Orlando that when the Heat like cut it to five in that first minute <laughs> of the fourth quarter, I was just like, Yes, <laughs> let's go, Miami. Come on. <laughs> and then they couldn't do it for me. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys, we have, one, we have uh, one listener question this week before we get to rip it, and it's from our old friend Matthew, the Reverend Romulus. Ooh. It's actually from his daughter. She wants to know, should I request that the Blazers give me a free ticket to the 2000s night at the Moda Center since I was born in the 2000s? She also says congrats to Nate on his many rip Oh, thank wins. you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. stopped there. And, oh, yeah. And oh. she says, to me, Max, we do listen to other podcasts besides three on three, but I think the rest are all boring and annoying. There Ooh, you go. Damn. <laughs> oh, that's sweet Matthew, of you. Matthew, your daughter, F, is what we're calling her for this purposes. Thank you for the praise. And, yes, you should get a go to 2000 yes, tonight for free. Hey, they're playing the Detroit Pistons. And – I don't know anyone in Portland who wants to see the Pistons right yeah. now. But you get to see the Blazers, and you get hopefully get to see Damian Lillard. So, yes, you should get a free ticket to see the Blazers take on the Pistons. I believe the date of that game is February 23rd, their second game back after the All-Star break. Yes, so Blazers PR, you're not listening. <laughs> if you are, if one of you are or on the marketing team, hit up Matthew at Reverend Romulus on Twitter. And get his daughter to the game for free. Make this happen. Yep. Shoot your shot, as they say. Get out there on social media. Let the Blazers know you want to go to that game for free 99. 
I bet if you put together a video on Twitter where you got dressed up in some really cool 2000s clothes with that. something, some good 2000s music playing in the background asking for this, you tag the, at Trailblazers, you, you might have a chance. Give it a give it a shot, and you never know. That's like, a great idea. That is a great idea, and like I, I ripped on the game a little bit on the opponent, but I went to the Blazers Warriors game on a Monday night this year, and Damian Lillard dropped sixty one points. So yeah, you man. never know what you may see, and it was one of the more fun games the Blazers have had this year. Orlando asked me if I got paid to go to the game when it started, oh, man. Yeah. and at the end of it, he was jealous I was there. So get there, you never know what will happen. It's R fun to go to a Blazers game and watch them win. Yeah, yep. they might actually win that game. So rarely is Nate right, but when he is, he nails it. Like that <laughs> last comment. Thank you, Jared. Uh, how can people get in touch with us if they have listener questions that they want to send? Yeah, you can reach out to us uh, via email. Uh, just go to uh, three on three blazers at gmail .com. We also send out uh, requests for you to send in your questions on Twitter, and you can tweet at us at any time during the week. We'll store those questions away if you want. Especially after games. Like, that's yeah. the time when you have a lot on your mind. Let it rip. Yep. So you can find me on Twitter at Jared Cowley. At Orlando KGW. At Enhance underscore KGW. And I am at Max N Bar. Speaking of letting it rip. Great to be back. You know what that music means, oh. gentlemen. I used to enjoy that music. You know what that means. It used to bring positive, great feelings, memories, and now? Now you're shattered. Oh, look, I get pretty hyped. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Me too. I, oh, I see Max is on my side. Yep, there we yep, go. Yep. You and Jared are always together. At least I got Max on my side right now. Guys, it's great to be back on another week of Rip It. Nate's dominant season continued with another Ooh. win last week. Oh, it's up to man. five, my friends. Oh. The question is, will anyone else even win a game this season? Oh, wow. How did we get to this point, guys? You hate to I see don't it. know. You hate to see it. <laughs> it's beyond me. <laughs> what was that line that you used from Friends? How is this over? Oh. And why is it? Why is this? <laughs> then why is Why it? would you use Friends against us at a time like this? <laughs> Jared brought it up earlier, oh. man. I'm just throwing it right back at him. Really quick, do you guys like Friends as a, as a show? Yes. Oh, yeah. Love it. Definitely. Max? It's all right. Not my favorite. Love it. It's not The Office, but it's a good show. Anyway, let's go, let's move on. <laughs> wow, that was a quick let's <laughs> sidebar. I was just you brought up the question. You're like, okay, let's move on after like two seconds. Well, you answered the question. so Great show. Love it. Let's find out how you did last week. We are going back to Blazers versus Spurs. The question for this game was, who will finish with the most assists? Oh. CJ, DeJounte Murray, or Derek White? Orlando, you... Declared, I'm done with CJ on Rip It. <laughs> I did. Ouch. Ouch. Wow. Bold. CJ, I hope you're listening and hear that. So you went with Derek White. Jared, you went with DeJounte Murray. And Nate, you said CJ and said if CJ wins it, it will be so good. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Like Sweet Caroline. So good. Uh, CJ, good. CJ won it. Oh, yeah. CJ still, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I knew, too. I'm like, CJ is going to have a career week. Thank you, Rip It. CJ is only there for Nate. CJ, CJ, what's up? Six assists for CJ. Man. DeJounte Murray with five. Derek White with three. Oh, man. <laughs> Murray had five. Oh. CJ McCollum. Oh. This stings, man. This really does. Dude, you and CJ need to have a oh. talk next time you're in that locker room, man. I know, man. You need to be like, hey, we play this ridiculous game, <laughs> and you are killing me on yeah. it. All right, next game was Blazers at Jazz. Ugh. Tell them I say hi and that I love them. <laughs> this, was, this was who will make the most three-pointers in the game, Donovan Mitchell, CJ, or Joe Ingles. Oh, I think I got this wrong. Jared and Nate went with Ingles, yeah. Jingle and Joe, and Orlando, you went with Donovan Mitchell because, you know, you were still done with CJ. Yeah, yeah. CJ got this one. Oh, oh I should have gone with CJ again. <laughs> CJ was 5 for 10 from 3 in this oh, game. Oh, no, Orlando. Was. Ingles was 3 for 5. Mitchell 1 for 5. Oh, Ingles oh, hit 3. Man. He did better yeah. than I thought he yeah, did. Yeah, pretty good showing from Joe. But CJ got it, so nobody got that question. Oh, man, Orlando. I'm not surprised either. Dude. It well, could then be, you should have picked it, him. It, it still hurts, though. It could be a curse at this point. You jumped off the bandwagon, The man. CJ curse. Yeah. Yeah, you're still flowing along in Baysmore Island. Ugh. Oh. 
All right. Should have been hanging out in McCollum Cove. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous, McCollum Cove. Yeah, sure is. All right, Blazers versus Heat. Question for this game, who will score the most points between Hassan Whiteside, Bam Adebayo, or Goran Dragic? Oh, no. I think Jared got Jared and Orlando went with the Dragon. Oh, yes. no, you guys suck. That's he was awesome. And, Nate, you went with Bam. Yeah, not quite. Who finished in second because Dragic had 27 points. Ugh. Bam with 13, Whiteside 11. I, remember I knew I could count on the Dragon. I knew. I remember Jared's reasoning for that, that and ended up playing out was he thought if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, someone's going to score and it's going to be Dragic. And he was, sure enough. He was right. Yeah. yeah. He scores a lot off the bench always, but I think he had more minutes in that game. Yep, good call by Jared. Next game, Blazers. And Orlando. Well, yeah. Blazers at the Pelicans. <laughs> that was dismissive. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of good calls, this was over under 20 points for Zion Williamson. Oh, please oh. say it went over. Jared went over. Orlando and Nate went under. No! Yeah! Orlando, this is when you were touting Ariza as the Zion stopper. <laughs> this was a career high for Zion. 31 points. Wow. Dominant. Yeah. I can't believe I said under. I know. Yeah, I was wow. surprised that you guys both went under. Yep, I was surprised as well. Nate, you said they were gonna w- Pelicans were gonna win, but under. So, mm. Jared well, they got half of that right. Jared got that one, and this is our final question from so the right sh- now. Jared's got two. I have a you two, have two, and you guys both have one, right? Correct. That's oh, right. Man. Oh, Jared gonna, has a chance. Oh, Jared has a chance. I got a chance. Come on, Jared. I, ha- I have a different. An- I remember on, this Jared. question. I remember our answers being different. Jerry. Question for the Grizzlies game was <laughs> how many Grizzlies will score in double figures against the Blazers? Mm. Jared and Orlando both said five. Nate, you said four. Oh, man. So in this game, we had rookie Brandon Clark dropped lead it, lead the way with 27 points. Nate, you called that one. You said he was going to be in double figures. That's one. We had John Morant, That's another rookie, dropped 20. Two. Oh. We had Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, no. I'm oh, Jonas. 12 points. Oh, no. Oh, also, no. off the bench, DeAnthony Melton with oh, 12. Melton. I, I'm, I'm in trouble. And Oregon Duck, yeah, Dylan Brooks with 11. Darn That's it. it. Five. Oh, no. It's over. Yeah. It's over. Which means, Say it. Say it. <laughs> which means it's over. J- Jared has one rip it. Yes! Give me that pen. Give me that pen. <laughs> Give me that pen. Oh, take your right pie. Right. <laughs> take your pie. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Orlando, he just hit me with two pies. Can I have my pie back? <laughs> Wait, you, you you stole Max's pie too. Yeah, it's yes. okay. It's I took I took oh. any pie within arm's reach. <laughs> the drought is over. Yeah, congrats oh. to Jared. He is on the Jared. board once again. Thank you for saving <laughs> us. Jared, oh. your thoughts? Ah, oh, it's all over. Sorry, Nate. The comeback is on. Okay. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Blazers, playoffs. <laughs> okay. Confirmed. Blazers. This has, <laughs> this has nothing to do with you. Do you guys remember I what s- happened? Oh, you just reminded me that you even said that. I do forgot. you guys remember what happened in the Rip It, Rip it playoffs last year? Yeah, you I did. was I was dead, and I came all the way back. Yep. So it's yep. not he's over. He's right. It is not over. He's right. I'm but we are, running, oh, man. we are running out of weeks. This is exactly what I need. But we got another one right now. I felt like I won today. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm already. Oh, this is. Oh. I can't believe you threw yeah. two pies at me. <laughs> Look, I, I see why Jared How goes for it? the cherry pie. It's so good. Yeah. It is very good. Yeah. This is uh, this is consoling me as we speak right now. All right. Well, while while you were drowning your sorrows in cherry pie, <laughs> let's get to this week's game. What do you say? Oh, yes. we have a game let's this week. It. We do. Oh man, guys, it's All Star Weekend. Nice. And that means it's time for one of my favorites, the All Star Edition of Rip It. Oh man, oh, bravo. Unfortunately. Yeah, since Dame is injured, no Blazers are going to be involved. But that doesn't matter. No. And we are going to start Friday night with the Rising Stars game between Team U.S. and Team World. How is Anthony Simons not in this, guy? That's a good question. So the question here is, <laughs> who's going to win the game between Team U.S. and Team World? If you need a little help, I got the rosters yes, that I can quickly you. go through like for thank you. Give us top couple on each. All right, so on Team U.S., we've got Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham, and P.J. Washington from the Hornets. Mm. We've got Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant from the Grizz, Kendrick Nunn, Eric Pascal, Colin Sexton, Zion, Ooh. and Trey Young. Oh, so, yeah, that's a good team. Team World. He, he, he left the best ones there at the end. Yeah. Team yeah. World, we've got uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, R.J. Barrett, Brandon Clark, Luca. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, mm. Rui Hachimura, Svi Mikhailuk from the Pistons, Josh Okogie, Mo Wagner, and Nicolo Melli. That should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
I always like these games. Oh, there's no defense at whatsoever, but will you pick against your boy? Luka? No, that's what I, like I think the U.S. team is better, but and also I don't know how like focused Luca's going to be on this game because he's actually in, you know, the big game. That's right, on Sunday. Yep. Uh, as is Trey Young. As is also Trae. he's back, but he's banged up. You know, yeah. he just came back from injury. Cherry. So, so what do you think? I'm going to go with old cherry pie and Team USA. All right. As American as cherry pie. Yeah. Uh, Orlando, what do you think? I'm picking against the U.S. Okay. Yeah, baby. Jared? I'm going to go with Team World. All right. I like it. Next question. We're moving to All-Star Saturday night. Who will win the three-point contest? And in case you need a reminder, we've got Davis Vertanz, Devontae Graham, Joe Harris, who won it last year. Buddy Heald, Zach Levine, Devin Booker, who's Lillard's replacement, Duncan Robinson, and Trey Young. Do, do they usually have that many people? That seems like a lot of people. Yeah, I think there's usually eight. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with Dame's replacement, Devin Booker. Nice. Okay. Orlando, you got a pick? Uh, Yeah, last year, I think I went with Buddy. So I'm going to double down on him. Try Buddy Heald. <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> All right. He's going to be my new guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Devontae Graham. That guy lights it up, man. No one's picking the defending champ. Yeah. No way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Who will win the All-Star game, Team LeBron or Team Giannis? Mm. Don't oh, have, this I, is seems. Give me Team Giannis. Whoa. <laughs> really? Yep. I think, Nate, that, that means you're going with Team LeBron? Yeah. Orlando? Like his draft was so much better than Giannis's. What do you think? Team LeBron. Okay. Wow, Jared, you stunned me. Next question from the good same game. <laughs> he likes defense, dude. There's he, he, a lot of good defense yeah, players on that team. Yeah, well, I That's guess. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, well, at least I can make up a rip it win on him really quickly here. <laughs> Making picks like that. Here's a, a little bit of a wrinkle on that question. Will the All-Star Game MVP be a player from the Western Conference mm. or from the Eastern Conference? I'm going to go Eastern Conference. Giannis okay. is Giannis is going to get MVP this year. Ooh. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, LeBron has a lot of guys from the West, so I'm going to go with the Western Conference because Team LeBron's going to win. Okay, Orlando, what do you think? Ditto. Same thing. All right. The wild card question of the week. Oh, man, how many players will score in double figures? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good idea. <laughs> I didn't think about that. No, this is who will win the slam dunk contest. Oh, oh man. no. We did this last year. Nobody got it right. Who even won it last year? <laughs> Hamadou Diallo oh, oh, yeah, won it last right. year. Yeah. Of course we did. We remembered that. <laughs> this year's contestant. Is he in it this year? He is not. Oh, what? He is not defending his title. <laughs> that should be like a requirement. If you yeah. win, you have to be in it next year unless you're hurt. Well, this year we've got Aaron Gordon, yeah. Derek Jones Jr., a.k.a. Airplane <laughs> Mode, Pat Connaughton, former Blazer, yeah. and Dwight Howard. Superman. Superman is in the building. That's a it's, that's a pretty good competition. There's some names there. At least guys we've recognized. Before. How many like, people do you think are going to watch the slam dunk contest on Saturday night and be like, who is Pat Connaughton? A, a lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot. So what do you guys think? See, I'm tempted to actually pick Dwight Howard because I think that the judges will – kind of boost his scores because he's Dwight Howard and they're easily swayed. I'm going to go with Dwight Howard. Sounds like Jared's saying there's collusion or rigged or something here with the slam dunk contest. I read an, an, an oral history of the the Jordan-Dominique contest Okay. Uh, back in 88. And it was awesome, and it reminded me of how the dunk contest actually used to be cool and hasn't been that way for a long time. You know what there weren't? In you know what weren't in those dunk contests? Cars. Props. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I can't stand the it props. Was just and I got a feeling Howard is going to have a ton of those. Yeah. You know. Wow. He's done it before. He's done some actually some cool ones with props, but I'm not a fan of props. Orlando, what do you think? I Would like I like Dwight as well. I think Dwight's winning it. Oh. Well, this is gentlemen. Orlando's this going with Dwight. I know, gentlemen. This is where I win. Rip it, victory number six <laughs> is right here and right now, because I'm going with Aaron Gordon. That's a good pick. Give me yeah, him that's a good for pick. the slam dunk competition. Here's my dark horse that won't count, but Pat, Pat Connaughton. No, Derek Jones. Okay. Is Pat Connaughton like? I are there? I'm sure there are odds in terms of who will win. He's got to be at the 
have the longest shot, I would imagine. I don't know for sure, but I, I Aaron Gordon, I, I would think, is the favorite. Probably. And then I, I got to think Dwight's probably the longest shot, but I don't know. I think those two have put on a show when they've been in it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be fun. But, yeah, to your point, there's going to be props all over the place. And the thing with, like, Dwight, like, you think back to some of his dunks. I mean, it was, like, blowing off a candle on a uh, no, that was G- that was Gerald Green. Oh, that was he. Gerald he Green. had the Superman cape. Yeah, yeah. He came out of a phone booth. I mean, he can do all that same stuff now. He doesn't have to do like super amazing acrobatic dunks, and the judges are going to eat it up. Oh yeah, man. We'll see. Eric yeah. Gordon's just going to wow him too much, man. Just like how I've overwhelmed you and rip it this <laughs> season. Well, not anymore, Jared. Yeah. Jared's on, back. The, the streak is over. We got pie. This turned out to be a much Dude, better this pie, podcast. This pie is very good. Yeah. Yeah. I still I mean, I still think you were fake by saying the Blazers are making the playoffs. <laughs> Book it, baby. We'll talk about that more next week. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star review.